You're listening to the Husker CuzCast Sports Show. Now, here's Justin Fielder, Derek Stafford, and Tyler Schaefer. Hello and welcome to the Husker CuzCast Sports Show. Justin here along with cousins Derek and Tyler. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at HuskerCuzCast for all podcast updates and more. We got a semi-fun show tonight. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about Nebraska ball, and we'll talk some Dylan Rayola and maybe a little bit of conference expansion. Uh, Nebraska ball, let's talk about that. This was going to be a much more pleasant conversation, I think, uh, is what we envisioned before the game last night against Michigan State. Uh, Nebraska uh, was up at halftime 38-26 to in a very fun game, and... We got to come out at the second half, and Michigan State played their asses off. Could not miss, and Michigan State uh, came away with a 13-point lead, winning 80-67. to So this was a huge game, guys. Uh, Tyler, what were your thoughts as you were watching this game last night? Well, first, it was really weird that like it was premiered TV, the Husker basketball, because I had multiple text messages going off. They were being fired. I don't know last time a basketball game was like that in Nebraska. Um, You know, you kind of hit it. It was the tale of two halves. The first half, it was like, oh, my God, this is the most fun Nebraska ball has been in years. And the second half was like the last three years. It it was just – it was horrible. We couldn't make a shot. Defensively, we weren't really – I don't even think we were playing bad defensively. They just – Michigan State was on fire, but – yeah, I mean it. It was a it was a kind of a disappointing run to what had been a really great February. Derek, you've been stoked about this basketball team, especially as of late. So uh, I can imagine the uh, number of four letter words that were going on in your house last night. Well, you'll be disappointed to know that it's probably my fault that we lost. Because as far as I'm concerned, we won. Because we were still up when I fell asleep in my chair. Did you really? <laughs> yeah, I did. It was a late game. I'm an old man. I, it wasn't that late. I feel you, Derek. It was, it was after nine. So did you do that? I don't know what happened. I was watching the game, watching the game. They were hitting some threes, and I just dozed off. And I woke up, and the game was over, and I'm like, crap. So you didn't even know we lost? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, I knew we lost as soon as I woke up because they were walking off the court, and I seen the score. But. Wow. Well, just to add on, I mean, that game right there had uh, so much hype headed into it, uh, just with everything that's been going on with Nebraska fo- uh, or Nebraska basketball, and it's all because of February. So, uh, Derek, what's what has been your reaction to the spectacular month of February for Nebraska ball? You know, it was really uh, fun to watch. I. Last night was a big disappointment, sure, but I've been watching a lot of these games in February, and Nebraska's been playing really good ball for this whole month. Yeah. It's really a shame that January had to be as bad as it was with all the injuries and just not being able to get things going because then this game wouldn't have had to mean so much, I guess. Uh, but but it's been fun. So, I mean, hell, I, I, I'm enjoying what Hoiberg's doing with this team. I, th- I think it looked good, and if we can continue this momentum in the next year, I'll be really excited to see what they can do. Tyler, your I mean, thoughts? I mean, it's kind of like Derek said, it's been a fun month. We went 5-2 and two in the month. Um, 
and you saw probably the highlight of February is the 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 star developed in Tominga. Um, I mean this Tominaga. Tominaga. I don't know God why I said Tominga. I'm, well, I'm not even close on that one. Um, like I mean, here's a guy who was a relative. I mean, I don't want to say unknown, but wasn't really doing a lot. I mean, he was averaging less than ten points a game. I mean, he was playing okay, a couple threes here and there, and then all of a sudden. Then he almost he almost broke Tyrone Lue's twenty uh, point game wins or uh, twenty points yeah, in a I mean, game. He averaged over twenty for the month of February. I mean, he the Japanese Steph Curry. He has the flash. He has the pizzazz. His confidence rose. Um, it, it, it was really must see TV watching him play. And then really the whole touch of Derek Walker's been playing really great down the stretch. Um, I got that name right, asshole. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty hard to mess um, up. Greasel's yeah, been playing really good. Ball. I, I, it's a shame that we're going to lose those two guys for sure. You really hope Tominaga comes back, but you hope. We'll see. We'll see what happens. So up until February, I mean, it Nebraska basketball. It was just as bad as it was, you know, over the last three years under Hoiberg, right? Coming off that January. So there wasn't a lot of fan support for Hoiberg. I mean, if, even if you think back to when Matt Rule was hired, you know, uh, it was like, what do we do with uh, uh, Fred Hoiberg? Do we keep him? And people, I don't know, uh, maybe you talked to him. I mean, people were kind of like indifferent about it. You know, there wasn't like a whole lot of support. But I mean, I don't think anybody cared i mean my phrase that right i mean this season is it really started off with us beating crayon i think that really just set a tone for the season like and then and then i think people really quickly excused how the season was going to end because of the injuries that derek talked about in uh in january losing gary for the season was a huge loss um you know so you i think people were ready to be like oh okay like we're going to give him a pass. We're going to give him another year. Um, so I, I don't know if the, the apathy, I think, but I think the way we started was hot. Injuries kind of came an excuse. It it was clearly progress. Like this year, a parallel to this year is Scott Frost's three and nine season. And, and what I mean by that is like, like in the end of the day, we may not make the NIT and the NIT is nothing like that's not a banner to make the NIT and we may not even do it. And so it was. This is not going to be a good basketball season by any stretch. But it was clearly progress. We clearly were entertaining. You know that the close loss to Purdue. Um, you know we were right into some games and Oklahoma. I think wasn't that a really close loss too? If I'm remembering that game right. Um, but we had a lot of close losses, and I think people were like, "Okay, we're in this. We're getting a little momentum," and it just kind of feels like. Yeah, it still wasn't good, but it's progress. So I, I am with Derek. I'm a little bit interested in next year, but this is uh, this is year four, the three and nine frost. So, so let me phrase it this way, Tyler. At what point did you want to stop fi- uh, or stop wanting Hoiberg fired? Was it the Creighton no, game? I mean, I again, I, I would I would say really a, it was it was fe- it wasn't until February. Until February, I was like, eh, could go either way. In my opinion. And probably the Rutgers game, if I'm call, if I want to say a moment, when we had beaten Wisconsin and Rutgers in back-to-back games, and it was like, oh, man, we actually have a shot at the NIT in postseason play. And when you started seeing that actually actualize, I think it was kind of like, you can't you can't fire him after this year. It's probably what, if I were to put a point to it. 
Derek, uh, what about you? I mean, was there a point? I, 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 yeah, I, I, honestly, I would probably go back to the Creighton game because they've owned us so bad for so long. Getting that big win. And then you had a few other big wins. You beat Iowa that same month. I mean, things were looking pretty decent in December. It was still pretty good. And then January happened. You were kind of like, ah, it was so bad. But there were so many injuries, as Tyler already talked about. So you kind of you kind of let it go a little bit. But but February had to seal it up. Like if you didn't see progress in this team, I don't I don't know what else to tell you because you've seen it in the win column by a by a pretty large margin. He had never had more than ten wins, and he's sitting at what fourteen now, I think. 15, I think is what right? it was. I think at 15, I think we're 15 and 15 right now. 15? Okay. Yeah. 15. Yeah. I mean, either way, yeah. And you've, you've won more games in the Big Ten than we've won in a while. I mean, it, a victory there was over definitely a progress. Team in Maryland, and you did it. You uh, did it. Down in, in late season? Yeah. And you, and you did you did it with a we, you did it with a fairly depleted roster. I mean, so, yeah, I'm, I'm absolutely on board with keeping Hart, uh, Hoiberg. And I, I, I was more. Early, probably on that board, that bandwagon, I guess, a little earlier than everybody else. But again, if you weren't on it in February, I don't know what to tell you, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I think what really sealed the deal for me to like this guy has a future at Nebraska, because I was always indifferent on like whether to fire him or uh, keep him or fire him. It's like, okay, basketball. I mean, how often has basketball really been fun? Well, he he made it fun recently. This past month has been really fun. So, sometime in there, I don't know. Maybe it's the Ruggers game, but I think the Maryland game. You know that overtime that was a huge win. I was like, wow. I mean, I didn't expect that. Uh, I mean, you know, I spent. Yeah, I mean, he got, most... he, got, he got he got four wins in a row for the first time in his career at Nebraska. Yeah, I mean, it was it was great. So yeah, yeah so he has some really good milestones this year, and we're gonna have to see some more improvement again next year, but. So absolutely, I thought it was awesome what he did this year. So speaking of improvement, so what are your expectations for, like, uh, we'll say let's start near term, like the Big Ten tournament, and then you can go beyond. Uh man, it's tough to say, but I'd like to see him at least get a few wins in the Big Ten tournament. A few or a couple? I mean, a few, like meaning three or more? Well, I mean, one or I at least get two. I think would be awesome. Yeah. You got to come up with at least one. I mean, so I, I'm not sure how I, I haven't had a chance to look because I know it's still some games to be played. But are we still getting the first day by? We'll see if we beat Iowa. We back in the play first think, day. It, I don't know. I, I, it's not no. looking good for getting that first. Uh, I, I think first the scenario is it, we need to beat Iowa for by. that. And we, I don't know the spread. Yeah. I have, just to be in the conversation, right? I mean, that no, doesn't, guarantee doesn't guarantee us, right? Um, so, yeah, we yeah. need to beat Iowa, and that's going to – I mean, I don't know what the spread is. The game's tomorrow night, but, I mean, it's tomorrow, right? No, it's, it's, a, it's yeah, the fifth. So, it's a couple days away, yeah. so I haven't seen a spread yet. But, I mean, we'll probably be seven, eight-point underdogs. Um, we beat them once we at beat home. beat them once. Local. Of course, it was at home. And Iowa just took Indiana. I, 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 Justin, to your question, I guess I'll answer it. I mean, I think down the stretch, I, I would like to see us get two wins. I don't know if I expect us to get two wins. It, as much as I want that first round by, it kind of actually helps the case of getting two wins in the tournament is if we have to play that first weekend. Um, because it, it, but I think, yeah, that that's probably, I think, I, I again, I don't even want to say the ceiling because this team just showed that they can go out there and play. Like, 
but yeah, I mean, I, I don't imagine a, I wouldn't bet on a run to the semifinals or the championship weekend. And, and, and again, I don't know what we have to do at this point to even make the NIT if we lose to Iowa. So, I mean, I think the, the, the path definitely gets a little bit harder. Um, and it sucks that we're talking about what we have to do to make the NIT. Because we were prepared to come on. We were prepared yeah, to. Not really. I mean, this is this is the equivalent of making a bowl game for is it, Nebraska Is the NIT football. a bowl game? Yeah, it is. I, I think a it bowl is. game is like making the NCAA, NCAA tournaments here, number one. Making a bowl's two. NIT is three. I think, like, I don't think NIT is a bowl equivalent. Because. It is. It is 68, exactly. 68 bowl teams equivalent. make the tournament. When you had it in, out yeah, of like, like three hundred forty, barely count. UNO is one of those teams. Like this is it's it, like the the Division One is so wide that it's not even it shouldn't even be fair to compete against some of those lower end teams. I know that's what you want college football to look oh, like hey, in the future he, is to have all those lower end teams have a shot, like college basketball. But I mean, eight teams and half the Big Ten will make the tournament. Like I don't know, it, it doesn't really feel like. Well, the last projection I've seen actually had yeah. nine big I mean, teams it's, in it. Are you in the top nine of your conference? You make the tournament. Like, it's... And the NIT, it's like if you're in the top 12, you make it. Are we in the top 12 of the 14 team? Or, I don't even know. 14, we're still 14 right now? 14. <laughs> forget where, how many teams we have anymore. But, like, yeah, are you in the top 12? Nope. Nope. So, like, that's that's what we're talking about. Are we one of the 12 best teams in the Big Ten? Well, pretty soon there's going to be about it's 15 or 20. Of that. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess I'll stand on my own. I mean, Derek, is that... Is that... I, I lean a little more towards with you, Justin. I, I, it's you, something. It's you not think nothing. It's postseason. I mean, it's a, it's a lower end bowl game. the NIT is equivalent to making a bowl? Yeah. It's a pinstripe no. bowl. It's a pinstripe bowl. It's... Sure. Who wants to go to the pinstripe bowl and play in New York? It's a Bahamas bowl. In the... Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Uh, I would much rather go to the Bahamas Bowl and the Pinstripe Bowl, but oh yeah. Hey, early expectations for next year, real quick. Derek, better better than this year. Uh, I don't know. I think get to maybe twenty wins next year. So make the tournament. Would be nice. I mean, losing Derek Walker, Greisel, and maybe Tominaga, like that is a that is gonna be a heavy replacement. Uh he's he rebuilds every single yeah, he year. He hasn't really hasn't really done it, it overly successful in his tenure. I I mean, I don't know. I mean I I, I almost it's, it's not a fair question. If Tominaga comes back, I think what Derek says on the board. I think he's playing with enough confidence, another year of development. I think that 20 wins is on the table. Losing him, man, I feel like it's going to be equivalent to this year. It's hard for me to imagine a major step forward. Here's my question for you. How is his dad eight foot tall and he's only like four foot tall? He's not, dude. I mean, (laughs) he just looks small out there. I don't know. They they list him, what, what, 6'2"? He made a picture of him next to his dad. Yeah, his dad is. Man. I couldn't believe his was dad cool. was that tall. That, that, the, the, the old yeah, one was. more year chant at the beginning of the game with his dad here, like that was, yeah. I mean, 
I, I would say that his run in February and ending last night at home was like probably the best. I mean, I don't know. You have to go back to Tim Miles' peak for as exciting of a moment as that. You know, you you talk about being the Japanese Steph Curry, but if he reminds me of anybody, it's Lin Sanity. You remember all Lin Sanity? Remember that whole movement? Oh my God, I forgot all about that. Jeremy Lin. Oh God. God, I oh my God. He was everywhere. He was the best player ever for all of like twenty games. It was a thirty for thirty. Lin Sanity in the Garden beating Kobe Bryant. Yeah, <laughs> was it really? I hadn't heard that name in a long time. Damn, Derek, how'd you pull that out of your ass? Well, I don't know. You, get, yeah. you, you have his so, uh, trading Derek, card, Derek, don't you? Derek, what, what <laughs> makes you think of insanity when looking? I just don't understand the parallel there. Is it? Oh, is it? They're both because he does it. He does the same. He does the same shit. He just he's everywhere, all over the board. <laughs> I, I know what you're thinking, Tyler. I wasn't thinking that, but. <laughs> Let's not let's not be I, that I kind mean, of podcast. I, I, I like the Steph Curry. I think he moves a lot like Steph. <laughs> I, I'll go back to the Steph Curry. Like as probably the premier, not probably definitely the premier NBA. The way he moves off the ball is very much Steph Curry esque. I mean, obviously his shot isn't the swagger of shooting. I guess right now I'm just thinking of it. I guess right now I'm just thinking of it as in Lynn Sandy was a short lived thing, and I mean Steph Curry established himself. He's been doing it for years. And right, and, and, and hey, he could Tom and Aga yeah. could get there, sure. But as of right now, he's just kind of that short-lived blink of so, the eye moment. Not in Japan; they're oh, loving they Nebraska so over the, there. The interesting thing about him <laughs> is, I was listening to this this morning, and, and kudos to whoever on sixteen twenty was talking about it. But the, the challenge with him is that he can't get nil money, so he can go play pro basketball in Japan and actually get paid next year. Or he comes back and doesn't get paid because, I mean, he would definitely need to take another step forward to make the NBA, um, even as a late-round draft pick, I think, at this point. And unless he just goes off in the Big Ten tournament, then who knows. But, like, I I think that that's probably one of the challenges with him is he is a national hero right now in Japan. So, yep. Hey, uh, real quick, let's talk about Fred Hoiberg's uh, contract renegotiation. So, uh, so he had to take a pay cut and reduced buyout. Uh, bump him back up next year. Well, it's Connor? only two hundred fifty thousand dollars, so I don't really give a damn. But do not give him an extension. Do not renegotiate the buyout. This is Scott Frost's three nine three and nine season. We don't need to double down. <laughs> You don't want to we double down need on to double it. In. So if you want to give him back that 250k, like I'm, maybe that was negotiated. Maybe it was a deal going into it. But like, I I I really hope I don't read that Fred Hoiberg gets an extension in the Daily Nebraska. And that would yeah. be probably not a good fiscal responsibility. He goes, he goes two games into the NIT and gets yeah, a four year extension. <laughs> Yeah, I'm with you, Tyler. I don't, I don't want to see him more get years. extension. He's got two more but... years. Let, let's see what he can do yeah. next year. I, I, I 100% bring him back. That shouldn't even be a question at this point. All right, well, we are a football podcast primarily, so we are obligated to talk about some football here. And uh, we need to talk about the talk of the town, and that's Dylan Rayola. Uh, so he was at the uh, uh, one of the basketball games, uh, Minnesota. 
He was on video. The crowd was, you know, chanting his name. You know, all of that stuff. He's there. He's having a great time. Dominic is there. Uh, His little brother Dayton is there. It was the talk of the town. So uh, you have that. And then you follow it up with a uh, a tweet by, I, I don't recall the name, but basically saying that uh, this Dylan Rayola was going to have a announcement. Is That's what they were insinuating, right? Into it, which became the ultimate clickbait because they released just the top 30 offers or whatever his offer list was. It was a lackluster moment. Tyler, you're a Twitter refresher, especially when news like this happens. Well, what, I was out to dinner thoughts? with some friends, and my wife was like, you are being so rude. Keep refreshing your phone. And I'm like, there's going to be some big news that comes out tonight. I don't know what it is, but it's going to be something big. And she was right. I shouldn't have been on my phone because it was nothing. It. I think I said this on Twitter he knew exactly what he was doing, putting that out. However, Nebraska fans, we need a cooler jet. I, I'm talking to myself in the mirror here, but like, we need a cooler <laughs> jets a little bit. Like, like I mean, I, I the the hype on this. I think I wasn't alone. Um, but yeah, it, it was a it was a disappointing end to what was hopefully going to be a very exciting moment. But well. It was building off all the momentum. He's at the Nebraska game. The crowd's loving him. He's having a great time. And then a tweet like this comes, and he's supposed to, you know, you think he's going to announce something. Whatever it was, whether it was a top three, top five, top ten, whatever. You didn't ex- you expected, we were led to believe that it was going to be something meaningful, and it just wasn't. Derek, your thoughts? I, I'm i not the I'm not quite on Twitter as much as you guys are. I didn't pay as much attention to this. The only reason I really knew what was going on is because I think Tyler had texted out that it happened. And I was like, oh, <laughs> well, that was dumb. But Sorry, Derek. <clears throat> I, I believe it was just an offer list yeah. is all it was, right? That's it. There was nothing to it. It was, it was weak. It was very yeah. weak. Yeah, so that was somebody trying to exploit a poor kid still in high school. Yeah. Trying to get his name out there. So, keeping it on with uh, Dylan, I mean, he's going to be one of two five-stars that's going to be in Lincoln here later in March. Uh, This is turning into a pretty good recruiting weekend. Tyler, what are your thoughts here? I mean, it's it's easy to be hyperbolic in some of these situations, but this seems to be like the biggest recruiting weekend Nebraska's had since Friday Night Lights was at its peak, and you had Micah Parsons and all the Calabrasca in full effect, and Mike Riley. It seems like this is the biggest thing because you're right. We have two of the two five stars that are coming to town. We have multiple four stars that are going to be in town. I think the last count had seven four stars going to be in town. So I mean, it, it's a it's a loaded weekend, and obviously Dylan Rayola. I mean, he is he is the deal and him going to be in town. I mean, that's twice in a month is a huge deal. Derek, what would it mean to the program to get a commitment from Dylan Raiola? Okay. You guys are going to hate me for this. I don't know if it means anything. First off, even if he commits, he's still got to make it to signing day. I mean, he's already decommitted from one school. So there's nothing to say he couldn't do it again. 
Second off, even if he even if he does stay on until he gets on the field and changes something, does something on the field, it doesn't really mean anything. We have a five star cornerback that he's yet to see the field. So I let's get him here, develop him, and let him play before we start saying he's a game changer. All right, so I got to point out something because after the last four years or four or five years, you know we've I've been the negative one. Tyler's taken over that negative role about the football program. And now you're becoming the cynical me because that is something very cynical that I would have said. <laughs> I mean, what is going well, on just, here, guys? I just, I just hear everybody going, oh, my God, this is going to change the whole program. Like, all of a sudden, we're national championship contenders because we got one five-star guy. And everybody's saying it about Dylan. No one's even talking about this other five-star that's coming in. He's known as the other five-star coming in. Nobody even knows his name. What's his name again? The other five star. Oh, that's <laughs> right. Kid, I mean, he, it's Williams is his first name, and then is no one Neri? And I mean, yeah, exactly. That that's ex- it's spelled N W A. Nowhere N-W-A-N-E-R-I. close. N W A N E R I. Yeah, but yeah. but okay. So, You're so probably there, right. There, there's, I want to unpack two things that Derek said there, and and so the first one is. If he commits, will he sign? And I think that is a really valid thing because a lot of speculation out there on him is that he will commit before the fall starts. So I think that whether he commits to Nebraska or not to Nebraska, I think there's a large chance he doesn't sign to wherever he commits. And I think with Nebraska in particular, I think there's two big factors on him signing, getting over the finish line. One, how does the recruiting class turn out? And I know we're going to talk about this in a little bit about how good this class could turn out to be, but I don't see him signing if we don't pull in a top 15 recruiting class. Like, I just, I don't think he's going to go in if he's playing with a bunch of three stars. And I just don't think he's going to do that when, especially when he could play with the best talent in the country. The, the second thing is, is how does 2023 develop? I don't think he's going to sign if we go four and eight or if we go two and 10. I just don't think that's on the table. I think that he his future is just too bright to go back and just be a, a big star on a team that shows no pulse for a future. Now, but if he's going to sign before his senior year, commit. I mean, he'll commit before his senior year. Commit. Yeah, I'll, That's I'll, what Der- that was what Derek was saying. He's like, he could commit and not sign. Right, got so, it. so let me ask you this, Tyler: You think the way Jeff Sims plays this year has any effect on whether or not he signs with Nebraska? Say Jeff Sims is he's not going to go pro, but he had a hell of a year. I don't. I I, I mean, because I because he's not going to want to sit behind somebody. I'm assuming he's probably going to want to come maybe, and start right. Away. I mean, maybe, but so so I mean, I if that's what's really important to him, and Jeff Sims is all conference and crushes it, and he comes back. I mean, I I, I guess that could be a deterrent, but I think he's going to compete. He's going to have competition wherever he goes for that next year. So USC is a school that a lot of people are like pointing as our number one rival. So obviously Caleb Williams, everyone expects this to be his last year. He's going to go pro. Well, USC just brought in a top, a five-star top 10 quarterback in the last class. So like in the last, I, I did the math on this in the, since 2017, there have been, there have been 16 quarterbacks in the top 12 of recruiting rankings taken. So if you look at all the recruiting rankings, there's been 16 guys that have fallen in that threshold. And USC just brought one of those guys in last year. So Dylan Rayola is going to have a tough competition next year if he goes to USC. 
Georgia, obviously, they, they just really low talent, so there are going to be competitions there. So I, I guess my point is I think that wherever he's looking at, there's competition. Oregon brought in a really great quarterback two years ago. So, I mean, it's – I don't know. I think there's competition. Well, and, and if you look at the rest of the quarterbacks that are on the roster at Nebraska, so even if he doesn't get past Je- Jeff Sims in year one – I mean, there's no other quarterback on the roster that is that should be able to compete with him, and the likelihood of Matt Rule being able to over recruit him, uh, recruit over him, I mean, is very yeah. slim. I mean, he's he's got a chance to be a four year starter if he wants to yeah. play here that it, long. It, I mean, take a red I, I'm shirt. A, I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you right now. I, I here's where I'm gonna disagree with you, Tyler. I think it's all gonna come down what what his uncle does. Because if that offensive line don't look any better this yeah, year, that's he fair. ain't coming here. Because he ain't coming here to lay on his back in front of yeah, ninety thousand. I mean, that's fans. fair too. I mean, like I think there, there's a this. I guess to your point, when you said your first thing is that if he commits, he may not sign. I think that that is another factor. But I want to disagree with what you said about him being a program changer. So I, I did the stat about the how many top twelve quarterbacks have been taken. So since twenty twenty one through twenty seventeen, if you don't count the last two years, because those barely count. There have been nine quarterbacks in that threshold. Okay, I'm going to read the names to you real quick. Quinn Ewers, Caleb Williams, Sam Hard, Bryce Young, DJ Ugla Lolly, Spencer Rattler, Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, Davis Mills. Got never heard of them. You never heard of any, any of those of guys. I, I, the way I look at it, it's a 77% hit rate on that. Of those guys that have actually made it to the NFL, which, granted, there's only four of them, all of them are starting quarterbacks in the NFL. Bryce Young is going to be a top-five draft pick. It is almost a certainty that if you're that highly regarded as a quarterback, you are going to hit at not just an okay clip, at a great clip in college. So I think it is. Yeah, Yeah, but again, I'll ask you, where, where did all these guys go to play? Because most of them went to play with offensive juggernauts. So I just want to throw this out there because I think, you know, it's he could be the first domino that falls. If he, if we get a commitment from him, I think there's more guys coming. I mean, I think it's – if he doesn't sign, then, you know, he, he's got to be catalyst. the uh, – the, yeah, yes. he is the I catalyst. And I, and I, and I think that if he signs it is almost in possible to believe we don't pull in a top 15 class like i think that is to your point i think that the dominoes will fall but i guess my point is there is still a lot of work to be done for convincing him to sign or convincing him to commit and getting him over that line and it's offensive line Derek. that's a great point overall team performance recruiting i think there's a lot of things that need to happen but i think if if he gets here the the bar completely raises what you expect for the next five years from Matt Rule. Oh, absolutely. I mean, God, and I kind of alluded to this. You know, if you look at that quarterback roster that we have now, I mean, there's no Dylan Riola there that's on that roster. Nowhere, nobody even close. I mean, there's guys. There's there's some guys so. that you feel okay about, but yeah, not not a all. Not an all-American. I mean, yeah, not a guy okay that you're like, oh, is a he, lot. Is a hell of a lot different than not a guy that you're like, oh yeah, he's going to be a starter in the NFL. So, what would it mean if we don't get him? Is there? A, does that mean anything, Tyler? I mean, I, 
I think that it it doesn't mean nothing, but like I don't like all of a sudden look at Matt Rule like you're a failure. How could you not get him? Like I don't think it. It's not a negative on Matt Rule. In I, I just don't think it like it just it's not the home run. It's it just it's it's a good bait. It, nothing changes. It's static crow. I think he did a great job and great effort in getting him. I think where where we are is remarkable. I did not think we'd be in this position with him. Um, so I think it's all plus side, but I, so I don't really think there's a, I mean, there's of course a downside, but it, it's not a negative. If that makes sense. Is it, okay. am I are you picking up what I'm putting down? No. Of course we're all, yeah. We're stopping it up with a one steak sauce. All right. <laughs> Derek, I think I already know, uh, what you're going to say is it doesn't mean anything if we don't get him. It doesn't. Well, first off, and maybe this is why I'm I'm being this way, is because I don't think he's coming to Nebraska. Okay, I, I I just can't see this guy wanting to come here. Not when he can go to Georgia and play for a national championship right away. You think Georgia? You think rather than sit here and beat or or, or even USC? And I don't know if USC is necessarily going to be where he goes because you just talked about all these quarterbacks that USC already has. So I don't know if he's going to want to go there and try and compete with all those guys. Uh, Georgia's, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what they have for a quarterback room, but they just had a former walk-on playing. So, I mean, obviously there must be some room for improvement. Uh, yeah, I, I definitely think there's, I mean, a good, a, I think there's a better chance he does not sign with Nebraska than there is that he signs with us. I would lean the other way. I think there's a really good chance that we get him. And it's not, Hundred percent by no means, but there, I think there's a better chance that we get him. You think than we're the we favorite? Get him. I th- I would think so, and I tell you what, I would really at this point in the game, you see how much he loves Nebraska. You see, you know, and he's seen how much Nebraska loves him, right? And his uncle's there, and if between you know, it's 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 all up to Donnie. You know, if Donnie can't seal the deal. To get his stud nephew to Nebraska, I mean, it's a dick punch. It really is. That's not fair. I, I, I it I, is fair. It is you, exactly. I, I know fair. you like the rag on Donnie. You you can't put this whole thing on him. I mean, like, would you close the deal, Donnie? Close the deal. You know this. Would kid. you have made like a completely life decision entirely based on something that one of your uncles told you to do? No, but I mean, no. if I had an uncle, my, that my, was. As a matter of fact, I didn't because my uncle told me when I joined the military to check check them check them all out. Don't just join the army just because you want to join the army. And I was like, no, nope, my cousin Justin's in yeah, the army. I want to go there. Here. And that's what I did. And now, twenty five years later, I'm sitting here going, shit. Maybe I should have checked out the air force. Yeah, maybe we should have done the air Navy. force. My God, what the hell did we do the army for? <laughs> So to, to to answer your question, Tyler, no, exactly. I wouldn't have listened to my uncle because I did. Because I it's didn't. not about listening; it's joining your uncle. If your uncle is working, not working, uh, coaching at a place, and you're like a star athlete, it's like, hey, I, I think I want to go play for my uncle or my dad's alma mater. The, the dad's I mean, alma mater is more of an impact here than I think his uncle being on staff. I, I think I think that Agreed. that is a bigger piece of this. I mean, obviously that family grew up 
loving Nebraska. I mean, I think that is a bigger piece of this than if, if his uncle wasn't on staff. I Well, Donnie didn't love Nebraska enough to come play Donnie here. Didn't. So that's fair. I mean, Don, I mean, we don't, I, I just, I, I just think that it, again, similar to Matt rule, like if, like if we don't get him, like that will have no standing on what I think of Donnie Rayola. I, but what I will say though, is if we do get him, you can't ever fire Donnie. Like he's our offensive line coach for the next five years. You can until Dylan <laughs> yes. graduates. So you basically might as well extend him, do whatever you want. Cause he, you won't be able to fire him. Yeah. Yeah, but who's to say who's to say his little brother don't follow him? Now you're yeah. stuck with him for another five years. That's true. You're st- okay. That's fine. Hey, I'll take Dayton too. You get two five star quarterbacks. I guess we're we're looking at him yeah. for the next decade. I mean, by then Donnie will be experienced. He'll finally be an experienced uh, offensive line coach. Okay. Well, uh, let, let's hope. Let's hope by the time Dayton gets here, it's because. Dylan's already getting ready to go pro early because he had such yeah. a great career. Amen to that. Yeah, now Derek gets optimistic on it, right? I said let's right. hope. I didn't say I believed I, it. Justin, I'll tell you this much. <laughs> if if the moment Dylan signs, Derek's going to be on this podcast and he is going to be doing backflips. Oh, yeah, and he's going to be like, I knew he was coming here. I knew he was he's coming here the all along. He's going to be the best thing ever. No, I will never, he's the, I will he's never be say the that. All-American. I will never say that, but... We'll see. I, I don't. I don't think we're getting them, but we'll see what happens. Uh, so I think we got one more thing here. Uh, but could this be the best recruiting class since the Callahan era? I think we already kind of answered that. The, the, the bar is seventeen. In two thousand eleven and two thousand nineteen, we were the seventeenth ranked class. So yes, it is on the board that this is the best recruiting class since Callahan. Yeah. I mean, we could be a top 10, right? Easy. Easy in the top 10. I think that's pushing it. If we get Dylan and we get uh, that other five-star, what would you say his name was, uh, Derek? What's his name? (laughs) The other five-star. The other five-star. I hope he doesn't listen to this, and he's not going to want to come here after we just keep calling him the other guy. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Will, Fer- Will Ferrell and Mark Wahlberg made That's out just fair. fine being the other guys. Yeah, no, it, I mean, if you could, God, I mean, my palms get sweaty thinking about two five stars in the same recruiting class. Can you imagine Husker Twitter? Like, we joke about hanging banners in the offseason. There legit might be a banner that gets hung if that happens. Who's our last five star? Was it Aaron Green? Wasn't he a five star? Marlon Lucky was. Yeah, that ended up he transfer- was. That ended up transferring because he couldn't even beat out a three-star guy. What a TCU, yeah, that was, right? he was a yeah, yeah, he couldn't beat out him. And the other guy that was really good, Braylon Hurd in that class, also couldn't beat out that three-star. And let's put some respect on that three-star's name, Amir Abdullah, a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he, he was no slouch. Some run-of-the-mill three-star, but okay. <laughs> yeah, just, just some little three-star. Jesus. Uh, all right. Uh, let's get into this real quick. Uh, conference expansion. Uh, so Tyler, you sent a article to us tonight and I had no idea about this. I really didn't, but, uh, sounds like there's talk about the big 10 expanding, uh, beyond USC and UCLA and rating the PAC 12 of four other teams, Oregon, Washington, Cal, and Stanford. 
And they're really targeting Oregon, Washington, but Cal and Stanford could be part of the fray. Holy shit. What? I mean, I guess this isn't anything uh, new because we kind of anticipated something like this, you know, to add more West Coast teams for USC and UCLA so they wouldn't have to travel as much. But expanding up to six, possibly, isn't that a little bit crazy? Tyler? I mean, it, it, it's a little bit shocking. I didn't think they would do this, but I think it makes a lot of sense. I The the more that I hear about potential scheduling options for the new Big Ten, the more I, I really think we need to increase our West Coast presence because I – it just – USC, UCLA, I, I stand by they are good gets for the Big Ten, but scheduling is going to be a nightmare. And I think getting a couple more West Coast teams – I don't know if the answer is all those teams, but just to be able to actually put them on their own pod, let them sit out there for that, have a few crossovers, I, I think is really the move. <coughs> Derek? I mean, I, I guess I'm all for it. Uh, we can always talk shit to Kurt, at least. Yeah. You know, I I, I don't know. I, I'm, with, I'm with you, Tyler. The only reason I could be on board with this is just for the scheduling portion of it. Uh, I, 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 I don't know. It's just getting so, the conference is getting so big. It's getting so, it's going to be tough to be played, to play all these teams. What's going to happen when you have Rutgers traveling to California or California traveling to Piscataway? It's a long, that's a long ways to go. I still not sure how this is all going to pan work out, but I, I I guess it could be some fun matchups and, at least if you're going to do pods, at least you don't have to worry about Nebraska getting stuck with a pod with USC and UCLA. Unless they do two divisions and then we're stuck in the Pac-12. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how. I don't know what they would do with if they expanded twenty teams. How the hell would you do that? Especially with six West Coast teams like that. You can't do four. You, I, you could do four pods of five. But which one of these dudes are getting left out in the cold? It's weird, man. Yeah, I, I don't know. Ideally, I, I, I what do you want to see? I, I guess Nebraska fans, you just get well get used to some late night games on the West Coast because you're probably going to see them. If there's six teams, you're definitely going to start seeing more of them. Derek, if you can't make it through an eight o'clock basketball game, there's not a chance in hell that you could make it through a nine thirty football game. Well, I have to but take a nap. All what right? I will say to that though is, I don't <laughs> think that's on the table. What's on the table is actually a great thing for the Big Ten, is because you know what happens come mid October in the Big Ten, primetime games die. So having a West Coast presence gives us Big Ten games at primetime. If the new commissioner comes in here and they attempt to do a Pac-12 after dark scenario, they should be fired and sent to the Bears with Kevin Williams. Because I don't remember the old commissioner's name. Warren. Kevin Williams. Whatever. Same. All right, try that joke again. We'll laugh this time. Man. Kevin Williams transferred from Nebraska and went straight to commissioner. I guess, yeah, I know that. that He, He wasn't a backup. (laughs) <laughs> but but I my point is is like I just don't understand like why people are so scared of that scenario because all I see is the potential for primetime games. Give me a seven o'clock kickoff, I'm good with that. Like the Big Ten doesn't have those. 
you'll now actually at least have a Big Ten game all three time slots, which is not a bad thing. I'm fine with the seven. I'm fine with the seven o'clock games, but I don't want to see it's no the nine way o'clock that games. Anyone would do that. That'd be eleven o'clock or ten o'clock east East Coast time. I mean, you could see it they like start if it, now at that time. You could definitely see a Cal Purdue game start at nine nine thirty. Yeah, I, it wouldn't shock me whatsoever. Yeah, I because it's prime time there. I mean, I I could definitely see that. You know. Two teams like that, Cal, just Illinois. The only way I see it is if it's two West Coast teams. Cal, West Nebraska, Coast. Cal Northwestern. That would make sense. Yeah, I don't know. I don't see it. Stanford Northwestern, prime. Yeah, Pac twelve after dark. Well, so is it not Nebraska. I don't care what they do. I guess. I mean, no, I, you're right. I I don't either. I mean, but yes, but your preference. If you had your druthers, 16 teams with only UC, USC, UCLA, add two more to go 18 teams in the Big Ten or just go all out for 20? If it's up to you today, what do you do, Tyler? I think 18. I mean, I, I personally am not overly excited about the potential of Cal, but if you give me Oregon, Wisconsin, or Oregon, Washington, like that would be, I'd be on board with that. Um, so I'd probably say 18. I And I'm also in, in fan, fan, favor of divisions. I want to see the division model continue. Um, but I, I the, the logistics of that make me a little nervous. I hope they do. They don't. They find a way to keep us out of the West Coast division. But yeah, that's. There's no way they keep us out of the West Coast division. We're the San Diego of the Big Ten. We're already yeah. West Coast. Pretty much. I mean, we. We're the furthest west team in the Big Ten right now. So, Derek, what what, what do you want to see? 16, 18, or 20? Uh, honestly, I'm kind of fine with the 16. I, if you're going to do 18, I could live with it. 20, I think, is just too much. I don't, I don't want to see Stanford in California at all. No. I don't know that they bring much. I, I know Stanford brings a lot to the table in other sports, what if- whatever, but... I don't. I don't care about Stanford. What if I don't one of the twenty teams is Colorado? Oh, sign me up. Yeah, I'll take that. Do you get to play Colorado every year again? I, I yeah. I, I, I know that article didn't say that, but I immediately was like, God, you got Dion there. Colorado's got more swag right now than they've had for years. Maybe the Big Ten tries to do something nice for Nebraska and give us Colorado like. That that would make that whole West Coast life a little bit more settling if at least part of that was us getting Colorado. Well, you know what else that would do is if they went to the pods, like four or five team pods, then you could have the true uh, West Coast uh, Pac twelve. So yeah, two yeah the true West Coast teams, and then just throw Colorado in with. You know Nebraska and whoever Nebraska, else Iowa, inside, but. Michigan, uh, Wisconsin, Minnesota. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah. That's what that. That'd be can awesome. Can I get hired as Big Ten commissioner? Sure. I mean, taking applications. You could. You could. You wouldn't be able to pronounce anybody's name. I mean, that would be I'll kind of awkward. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I, I'm. I'm looking forward to seeing uh, what this is conference is going to look like down the road 
Uh, but shit, let's just get through uh, USC, UCLA first, right? All right. Uh, anything else before we part ways? We're going to talk about some rules changes or are we going to skip that? Oh, talk about what rule changes? Tell us. Oh, I piqued your interest here. So the NCAA is meeting up for some rules changes. Uh, there's four main ones, I, I believe, or three main ones. Four. I don't remember how many there was now. Um, so the, the biggest one was going to be not stopping the clock after first downs, except for inside of two minutes in the second quarter and the fourth quarter. Um, there was one short-lived one where they weren't going to stop the clock on incomplete passes, but it sounds like that's going away already. Uh, and there's one that just doesn't make much sense to me where if there's an untimed down because of a penalty at the end of a quarter, they're just going to move it to the next quarter instead of doing the untimed down. Yeah, nobody gives a shit about that one. And I and I don't see I don't see what that saves anything. Uh, and then there was one where you can't call multiple timeouts to ice, basically to ice the kicker. Cool. At the end of a game, uh, is there any I'm missing? No, I think that's all four. But uh, I think the last two that you mentioned, I don't think they're conversation worthy. I think I don't know if. I can't think of anybody that would uh, oppose those two rules. Do you? I mean, do you guys oppose I, them? But I mean, whatever. They, they don't. They don't change anything for me. Yeah. I, it's what it the, is. The what time it is. and energy for even discussing those rules is shocking to me, though. Like, like what? Why? Why is this something you want to vote on? What I, we? <laughs> what, what, what? What's stupid is we have rules that really could be looked at. That do need change, and we're just letting them float by, like yes. targeting. And I, I, I know you mentioned that earlier when we were before before we got on here, Todd. So sorry to steal your thunder there. I'll give you credit for it. But I mean, there, there's actual rules out there that need looked at, and we're just not even going to look at them, so we can address plays that happen once at what, what one out of yeah. hundred games. I, I mean, if you want to add rules to look at, I mean, the the, the, the timeouts happens quite a bit more, but. The the whole untimed down happens very very seldom. So let's do this. Read that first rule that you mentioned. Let's debate that one because that one is kind of interesting. Okay, so basically they're just not going to stop the clock after first downs unless it is in the second and fourth quarter inside of two minutes. Tanner, do you get any strong hey, thoughts? You're on basically that one? going to an NFL model. I mean, the NFL doesn't stop on first downs. And I, I would generally say that I, I don't know if I have a strong feeling on this one, but to me, this is kind of my old man college football. Like, just leave college football alone. Like, this is not a rule that's enhancing the game. There's nothing wrong with it. Like, so it's not fixing a problem. Um, so I, I. No, it's just doing. All it's doing is doing the same thing, basically, that going out of bounds does. They don't stop the clock for going out of bounds now unless it's inside the two minutes. So it's doing the same thing as that. And I didn't like that one. I thought it was stupid. So so I'm with you, Tyler. I think this one's kind of dumb too. It's Do you like it, Justin? Whatever. They're talking about it saving they're talking about it saving like seven to eight plays a game. No, I, I don't like it. I, I, I don't think it's needed. I mean, I think that's one of the good things about uh, college football, you know, is like, hey, you get a first down that stops the clock. And it's not about the being inside the two minutes, the two minutes. But what about what if it's late in the game when when you're behind, you know, two touchdowns, 
and there's like six minutes left, when the clock becomes a little bit more beneficial, that's part of the game. You know, I mean, you need want to get that first down to stop the clock to give you oh. extra time. I mean, I, I no, I, I'm not. I, I, I don't what, like what, it at all. In the NFL, it works because there's not as much scoring in the NFL as compared sure, to college. Sure, football. I mean, and that, but like, I just look at speci- specifically the Big Ten. Like, you look at teams like like that we would consider boring, like the Iowas. Man, if if they can milk the clock a little bit more, like, I mean that that could really make the games even take more on slow scoring because they're going to be able to milk the clock even longer. Oh my god. You could see Army like control the clock yeah, for the entire and, and, quarter. I mean they they're they're already close so, already. But I mean they could get the first snap and then they could run that thing to like the 10 minutes in so the second I, quarter. I, I think I think this is it, it I'm not passionate about it so if this happens I'm not going to stand on a soapbox and like cuss out the world but to me, like this is a, all of these rules do nothing. So I'd vote against every I, single I, one of these rules. I, I'll say I'll say this: I could be okay with this rule if you would retract the going out of bounds, not stopping the clock rule. Like you gotta be able to stop the clock at some point. Like like, like you were talking about, Justin. If there's six minutes left, how am I supposed to stop the clock? I can't just have a running clock with six minutes left down two touchdowns. Well, you like, should have taken time. multiple. Well, they're going to fix that because you can't take multiple timeouts back to back. So you're not wasting a micing a kicker. <laughs> I mean, it just it doesn't make sense to me. I you're going to have to fix one of them. One of them. I I do whatever you want, but you can't take both of them away from football. There's got to be a way to stop the clock one way or another. I, I just don't know what their intent is behind player that. safety. I mean, Player safety? That's what they use yeah. every time they I mean, want to change the rule. You could cut five plays out of a game. That's five less chances someone can get injured. You, yeah. And that's what they're saying. I mean, that's, you know that's the, exactly what they can do is that. not expand and have like three extra games. Think how many plays you would save if you didn't have this stupid expanded playoff that they decided to roll out. So I would rather have an eleven game regular season than yeah, not. Just, see I mean, an you would you would rather playoff. see like a four minute game. Hey, if we can have a bunch of four minute games, as long as we have a big tournament at the end, that's all I need to see in Justin's world. <laughs> so I, I don't need to see a th- like a less than three hour game. I don't need to see it. I don't care how I long the game is. It, it it doesn't affect me, and I the people that are complain. I I have yet to hear one person complain. Man, that game lasted three hours and twenty-seven minutes. Can you believe that? And if you really want, <laughs> who, if who's you really saying want to this? shorten a game, maybe look at your overtime rules and get rid of this two-point conversion fast at the end of the second overtime that can take not. Yeah, but we got to be safe. Player I mean, safety, it, it, Tyler. It's just the the player safety comes in. This is these are the same people that said, "Let's make a halo rule where you have to give a." Returner two yards, and we need to be safe. Player safety. Oh wait, I mean, let's the, get the player that. safety matters when it's not about money. Yeah, when it when it fits them, when it fits their agenda, it's it's great. Okay, now, now we're we're done with our soapbox for the night. Yeah. <laughs> and that that other rule, the second one that you mentioned, was just plain fucking dumb. I don't. Whoever yeah. proposed that, however. How that ever made a ballot to be discussed? Those people should be off the whatever. 
the a only way or I would whatever, be okay. However, the only way I'd be okay with that rule is if you have a game like one of these Alabama Furman games where it's like sixty-three to nothing at halftime. Okay, second half, let's just run the clock. Yeah, let's just get the game over with. They're not coming back from sixty-three to nothing. Like whatever. I could, out I sp- could be okay with like a fifty-point rule where you have a running clock if you're ahead by fifty points. Yeah, like whatever. Yeah. It doesn't even have to be quite that high, especially but for I mean, TV purposes. You know. Yeah. Well, what fix it is if you just had more flexible scheduling, and if it, like that's what the NFL does. If it's a fifty point game, they just flip to another game, so you don't have to watch that crap. Yeah. Yeah, but Nebraska fans will blow up if we're winning that's by fifty points point. and they turn it away. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> hey, when's the last time that Nebraska won a game by 50 hey, points? What did you beat Maryland by in 2019? That was like 40-some. Northwestern in yeah, that's, 2021. That's yeah. Yeah, you're right. It's happened. See? Yeah. Okay. It's happened. No, it doesn't no, no, happen no. often anymore, but yeah, it, it happens. Yeah, the, day, the days of the Pacific 70 to nothing games are pretty much over for Nebraska. That's fine. I mean, nothing ever. I mean, those games were just so bad anyway. Fortunately, well, they didn't. Radio. They, those didn't make TV anyway. Yeah, so it was on radio. Nobody listened. <laughs> Got like this podcast. Nobody's listening that long anyway. <laughs> All right, uh, let's get it out. Let's get out of here. Uh, special thanks to our producer Connor Russell for putting this audio together for us. Be sure to follow the Husker Cuzcast on Twitter at Husker Cuzcast. Like us on Facebook. Look for our episodes anywhere you get your podcasts. Hit that subscribe button and don't forget to rate and review. On behalf of Derek and Tyler, we want to thank everybody for listening. As always, go Big Red.